shout his name for the ref taps. Okay, take a seat, guys. Sa Clara, can you put that wee song on, pal? How's everybody doing? Just going to listen to a wee song for 60 seconds. Give some serious volume, Think pal. about it. There must be a higher love Down in the heart or hidden in the stars above Without it about one single thing I was struggling with this week, big time. I got an invite to go to Her Majesty's prison and to spend the day with some heavy-duty prisoners. And uh, these guys I met, the, young, the, the, one, the shortest uh, sentence was eight years of the guys I spoke to. Guy for Leslie who's serving 15 years, 17, 20 years. And I take these things seriously, and I, I was wrestling with, I thought, I need a message. These guys are in the lowest of the lowest of the lowest place you could be in the land. And, but, and I needed something to take them to higher love. So I started make, taking my notes, as I usually do, and you're not allowed any machines or sharp instruments. So I took a bit of paper, and I could only find four words to write down. And the preacher got before me, Ryan for Cumbernauld, he's brilliant. And I looked at his notes and I was like, oh my word. He had about 35 brilliant verses, screeds of points and screeds of notes, and I had four words. And so he preached and it was brilliant. And then I got up my four words, I opened them up, and the Lord says, they're no good. <laughs> and he says, but if you want a message... If you want to show these guys what it means to live, even in prison, in a higher love. How many people do you know that are Christians, but they're still living under the cosh of daily life's troubles, daily struggles and challenges? It's like dirt is thrown at them from every angle. And so I stood up and I had no notes. And he says, Tell them first about the Spanish bull, the Spanish bull. Tell them about the Spanish bull first. And I don't know why, but no other preacher got heckled, but these guys had felt they had a freedom to heckle me, so it was all right. And um, I told them about the Spanish farmer. The Spanish farmer had a prize bull. And he loved this bull. He, he treasured this bull. It was his prized bull. And he, he gave it the name Caesar. 
And one day, it was like he was on top of the world one day, and then it was almost like the next day the whole world was on top of him. He was under the cosh because his prize bull fell down a 50-feet hole. And he's lying there stunned. He didn't know if he was stunned or dead, and he thought of everything. A rope, a crane, how can I get this bull? And he came to the conclusion this bull was so low, so no hope, that all he could do was tell the farmers to get a pail each of dirt and throw it in the hole. And just keep, keep, keep throwing it in the hole until they buried the bull. So the first guy threw the pail in, and it landed on the bull's head. And it kind of, kind of stunned him, woke him up a wee bit. And the second pail landed on his head, and it totally woke him up. And the third pail landed on his head, and it gave him an idea. What if I just put this dirt under my feet? And that's what he did. As they threw pail after pail after pail after pail, he just kept putting the dirt under his feet until 50 feet full of dirt, and then he walked out. And I was saying to the prisoners, and that's what that grace song that we sung this morning is about. A pail full of grace comes but we don't recognize it's grace. We just think it's dirt. And so I want to share a bit of the message I shared with these guys. That, and I said to them, you know, at the end of this, I'm going to say a prayer. But see if you say one of these wee ponce, you know, half-baked, half-serious commitments to Jesus. The rest of the jailbirds in here, they're going to fry you. I'm going to shoot straight away. They're going to, they're going to take you apart. Because... If you're going to do this with Jesus, you're going to step into higher love. And you've got to be proud of it. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But you're going to pray so loud you're going to shake the prison bars in this whole prison. Man, we had a Holy Ghost miracle day in that prison. Thirteen of these prisoners made a decision to say, do you know what? I've been at the the bottom long enough and they made a decision to step on the dirt and put the devil under his feet. That's what you call a wee Sunday clap. How about giving that an, an insane appreciation? Wow. And the question I had as I went in there, how do I really, really help these guys step into higher love and live in that higher love every day? And he said, show them that their jail is my will. I didn't send a whale to Jonah to incarcerate him. I sent my whale to Jonah to get him off the streets so he couldn't do any more damage. 
And he got back on the path. And I said, guys, you're jail. And every time, I said, do you think you're in jail and we're all right? No, everybody's in jail. Every person I meet is in some kind of prison of fear, prison of rejection, prison of some kind. I told him you could be more free in here today than anybody outside. If you turn your jail into a whale. Your jail isn't just sent to incarcerate you. Your whale is sent to let you know that God is so insanely in love. And you resent the screws or the wardens. You resent them because they, th- they arrested you. Well, let me tell you something. My Jesus is coming today to arrest you punks <laughs> like never before. And he's going to arrest you because his love is so insane. And I said, I want you to flip how you see things today. Because if you could see that whether God sends you a whale, an ark, or a pail, it's all love. It's all grace. Even when you don't deserve it. And if you could see the hand of God's love in every pail of dirt that comes your way, if you could see loves behind that. I was in Princess Street and I got a wee text from um, Blair's wife. He needs a 60-second video for his party. Why no? Why no? And I'm standing there on Princess Street with a wheel at the back of me doing this thing. And then God says, that's fine, but it's time for love. So I was standing in the top man shop doing the, the football hang. I just shut my eyes, held up my hands, and just said, bring it on, Jesus. He's no fussy when he brings his love. Just bring it on. I stood there in the shop just getting filled with his love. And I would like us to sing that song at the end of the day, the grace one, but just for this one occasion, change the word grace to love. Because I told the guys, some of you are in this jail because you were stalkers. And none of you can stalk like my Jesus. He doesn't come tickling you with feathers. He waits till you're up here in mud and he sticks his big foot on your head and he shoves you under. And every single minute of every day, there's a war. The devil is stalking you to destroy you. But Jesus is stalking you to get your attention because he's so insanely in love with you. And we laid hands on every single prisoner and asked the Holy Spirit to do the business. And today, what would happen if you saw every single bit of dirt that the devil shone at you? That behind the dirt was love. I'm going to read to you a psalm, and I'm reading it from the new version I'm started reading recently, which I'm enjoying. The Passion Translation. Anybody else reading the Passion Translation at the moment? The Passion is called the Passion Translation. So if it's a wee bit different, but every line is just. So let's, let's take our eyes off the dirt for a moment. And look 
Because this whole psalm is about taking your eyes off the dirt and seeing who's behind the dirt. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That prayer is God called Jesus calling his love down to the dirt. And so, my dream is that you would go out here today and every single time a negative thing comes at you, you see it as a pail of dirt. Not to bury you, but to step up. To step up. To step up and graduate even more into this river of love that never stopped flowing from the throne to you and me. Let's give it up for Jesus and his love, guys. Come on. All right, guys. Come with me for a moment. Let's just go, to, let's just go and, and, and see what he says. So the psalm starts, Lord, your name is so great and powerful. People everywhere see your splendor. Your glorious majesty streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. See if you could find this line in, in the psalm as I go through it. Sorry, it's Psalm 8, guys. It's Psalm 8. Psalm 8. We're on verse 2. You've built a stronghold. This is brilliant. It doesn't say you built a stronghold getting praise from the greatest angels. No, 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 no. He said he's built the business on the praise of the weakest wee ones. He says, you have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. And your strength rises up with a chorus of little children singing. Flipping brilliant. Oh, man, it gets better. This kind of praise. Hey, when you're weak, they start singing. Start seeing. Look to, look, look to the heavens, see what's going on. Because it says, this kind of praise shuts the mouth of Satan. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. We could do a whole teaching on that alone. but it, it, So you either let people in situation oppose you or you step into praise and let the higher love flow. So here it goes, verse 3. Look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius flowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars mounted like jewels in the settings, I know you're a fascinating artist who fashioned it all. But when I look up and see such wonder and workmanship above, I've got to ask you a question. Compared to all this incredible cosmic glory, why would you bother with a puny mortal man, and this is one of my favorite lines, or be infatuated with Adam's kids? <laughs> That's the insane love of the father right there. He's so infatuated, he will go to any length. And I was telling the prisoners, if he has to send you to jail to get you off the streets, to let you know, he's not here to punish you. He's here to protect you and give you a safe place, an opportunity to step up on the bull's dirt. 
Yet what honor you've given to men. You created them only a wee bit lower than the Elohim, the angels, but you crowned, you crowned them like kings and queens with glory and magnificence. Do you feel crowned this morning? Do you, do you feel, do you feel crowned? That's what it says. And then it gets better, verse 6. It says, you've delegated to them mastery over all you have made. You're not meant to be mastered by pills of dirt and troubles and fears and all the stuff of earth. It says, you've delegated to them mastery over all you've made, and you've made everything subservient to the authority. And here it comes, guys. Here it comes. Beautiful, beautiful line. You've placed earth itself under the feet of your image bakers. <laughs> That's not a one-off. That's not a one-off. That's an ongoing. He's placing the earth under your feet every single day. And when earth and dirt and troubles comes, that's not your moment to go, God's abandoned me. Oh, no, I'm going to get betrayed again. Oh, no, I'm going to lose my job again. That's your moment to lift your eyes to the glory and the splendor of heaven and the one who is infatuated with you. You have to understand Jesus' love for you is so insane. He's stalking you. He's arresting you. He's captivating you, and he's doing anything he can do, needs to do to get your attention off the streets and off the dirt and step on everything the devil's thrown at you and lift yourself higher. And what if you saw every pail of dirt? Every pail of dirt was not sent by God, but was allowed by God to give you the opportunity to step on it and rise up higher into this higher love. Christians, let's get excited about living with this higher love. I don't know how many Christians have said, oh man, I, I gave my money to Jesus, I died for all these years, I did this, I did that. Where is the rewards? Hey, you missed it. You missed it completely. That's lower love. The reward is not hearing texts and everybody back and saying thank you and giving you twice back. The reward, the higher love is what you did, you gave. That's it. The joy of living is the joy of giving. That's higher love. Let's get up for the living God, guys. Come on. You may get rewards. You may get another pail of dirt. It doesn't matter a scooby-doo. Get into the extravagant joy of wild, raucous, loving, giving like the infatuated Jesus does with you and me. This is higher love. And do you know how many times, and I'm, as, I'm, I'm the, you know, let me finish this. I'm sorry, guys. So all the created order and every living thing of the earth and sky, the wildest beasts, and all the secret, all the sea creature, everything is under submission to Adam's sons. You think the world's bossing you? The devil's bossing you? Troubles are bossing you? Circumstances are bossing you? Sickness is bossing you? Guys, it's time to step up, to step on that cancer 
to step on that fear, to step on that anxiety, to step on that doubt, and get the devil and his dirt where he belongs, right under your feet every minute of every day. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's shake this thing up. Lord, your name is so great and powerful. People everywhere see your majesty. What glory streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. What glory. Imagine if you're focused and you wake up in the morning. Someone once said your morning habits and your late night habits are the bookends of your great day. Imagine if you kick off your day by going, God, I praise you. The song we sang, the grace song says, I praise you in the storm. Why don't we just change it to dirt for one session? Because you can't praise in the dirt, and you can't praise for the storm when you think the devil's driving the bus. When you think the devil is king stalker, but there's a better stalker. And behind every negative situation, every rejection moment, every suffering and pain, is a Jesus absolutely infatuated and committed to getting your attention so he could fill you with a river of higher love. And you do that by reading his word, believing his word, and stepping on every single lie and pill of dirt the devil throws at you. So, four things very quickly. John Connor stood up before me to preach in Shots Prison. John is maybe one of the most amazing Christians I've ever met. Eleven-year-old, he was excited, waiting on his dad coming home. His dad had been in the jail for three and a half years. And his dad arrived and burst in the house, ran up the stair, and stabbed his mother eleven times to death. Eleven times. And then he took the knife and finished himself off. And John at eleven, in that moment, a dirt piled on his head. And he was buried. And he went on the streets. He was in seven major prisons in England. And he was known as Chickenhead. Because he ran about every minute of every day looking like a headless chicken for heroin and drugs. He'd lost all his teeth. He was all smashed up. And a wee granny or a wee woman, I think, came and said, Do you know Jesus could get you off heroin? I want him, I want him to come and meet you guys sometime. But John told me. I had a choice to stay at the bottom of the hole and let the dirt bury me. But, and he told the prisoners, and I'm going to be honest with this, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Because at this point, the prisoners are with him. He says, but I stood on the dirt. I gave up. I stood on the dirt. I stood on my stealing. I stood on my lying. In that moment, I decided to stand on the heroin. I've not even taken a paracetamol since. I decided to stop, stand on all gambling, all swearing, 
all cheating, and he was getting a few nods. The prisoners were with him at that moment. I was watching their reaction like a hawk. And now keep in mind, these guys are in their 20 years, and they get a hand at one biscuit, and they get, if they try to take two, they're in trouble, like we Burns, getting one biscuit. So, when John says, I gave up this, 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 it's like, there are only a few pleasures left. But they were with him. Until he said, and um, I was a single man, so I stopped sex. I stood on it. I thought, no, I'm not doing that. Christians have not to do that till we get married. So I stopped sex, and there were a wee shudder in the room. And he said, and I stopped pornography. I stood on that. Well, that was that. The boys were like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> they, were like, they, were, they were not having it. They were like, oh, steady on, mate. No need to go over the top. You're wanting us to give our pornography as well. But what I loved was, John spelled out to them, the only way to hire love is to put everything under your feet. Because if not, that thing's got you under its feet, and the devil's still ruling and reigning. And he says, and I took one mere step, I went to Newcastle to find as many ex-convicts as I could, and I started a church for ex-prisoners. And there's a fight about every week. He said, a boy was preaching just last Sunday, a guest, and he was brilliant. He was telling about his war story. And a big soldier wasn't happy him, so he jumped up and clocked him as he was preaching. And then he smashed all the windows. He says, a brilliant church. It's never boring. <laughs> Don't you get any ideas, by the way, Roland? But he was teaching them higher love as a cost. The only way you get to higher love is to put everything that belongs to the devil under your feet. I want us, the band to come up and sing in a wee minute. And I want us to sing. I want us to just take two or three minutes. And I just want to invite you. Take two or three minutes like the prisoners did. See, when you ask all the prisoners to shut their eyes, to pray like this. I had to say to him, listen mate, I'm not going to steal your wallet. You're all right. You're all right. But they're like that. They're like this. And I understand that. Understand that. I felt stupid for asking them to shut their eyes because they're like, I know chance. <laughs> but see this, guys. This higher love has the power to reach lifers doing 20 years at the bottom of the pit. The same river of love and infatuated power of Jesus can reach you and me. But we must make a decision today. We're not going to live another minute crying about the dirt, worrying about the dirt, running from the dirt, panicking about the dirt, the pale of dirt. If Jesus has allowed it, if he's allowed it, it's your will. It's just a nudge. It's just to get your your focus back on the path and back into the extravagant, infatuating love of Jesus. Guys, I hope you're beginning to feel a bit of love here because it's flowing from the throne. See if I can get through this in two minutes. Four things. Two to three minutes, maybe. You see... 
Why don't you look at dirt with new eyes? And when dirt comes, negativity comes, see, look behind it, and turn it into a belter of a brave song. Nobody in the Bible I know of other than Jesus had more dirt shown him than the Apostle Paul. I was going to read to you all the things that happened, the lashings and the washings and the, the beatings and imprisonments. But at the height, when the devil had him in that jail, putting his fine, what he thought he was, his final pail of dirt on Paul's head. What did Paul do? He flipped it. Turned it into a praise song. And you know what happened. Higher love came down, shook the prison, saved people, wrecked the joint. It's time Christians started wrecking the joint with the love of Jesus. Breaking miracles open, breaking cancers open, breaking prison doors open. Second one, very quickly. See. Don't be afraid when the dirt comes. Look deep into it and see the love of God. See the love of God. See the love of God that's in that pain moment, that suffering moment. See it. He's just sent a little whale to say, hey, I've just been missing you. I've just missing you for a while. People ask me all the time, how come so many people 20 and 30 turn away from Jesus? Hey, you don't need to ask me. Just read your Bible. Because it just says their love for other things. <laughs> their love for other things ran the show. And even the best things can become dirt to bury you. Even the best things, the best passions, the best desires can be things to bury you. If you're not drinking at the well of his extravagant love. When you're reading the Bible, feel his love speaking to you through every word. Stephen and I talked about this last night. If there's a bit you don't understand in the Bible, just put Jesus in the middle of it. Just put Jesus in the middle and boom, the lights will come on. And the third one is, when dirt comes, what the enemy means for evil, God means for good. So when the enemy sends you a pail of dirt to relegate you, you stand on it and let the love of Jesus promote you. When I look back on the worst, worst moments of my life when I felt totally buried, totally I couldn't take it anymore. Never ever and I'm honestly thought once about walking away from Jesus and God, but I did think about walking away from my job because I, did, I thought I was rubbish at it so many times. But if you could, when the dirt comes, however it comes, Remind yourself what the enemy means for evil. God has allowed to promote you. You take that dirt, you stand on it. And fourth, finally, you see, when, when dirt showed up for the living God in the beginning, what did he do? Sit and cry about the dirt and run away from the dirt and panic at the dirt. No, he took it and he made a man. He made something totally brilliant out of dirt. When the blind man showed up and Jesus is looking down and 
The only medicines he's got in his pharmacy is dirt. What did he do? He made something brilliant out of the dirt. Real faith people don't panic at dirt. They look to God for what miracle they can make out of the dirt. And when dirt comes to you, it always comes with an emotion. I'm not going to get into bioenergetics today and explain. I'll take too long, but very quickly, when dirt comes your way, it always comes with an emotion. It always comes with an emotion. And people don't know what to do with that emotion, so they panic. So when dirt comes, it'll either come with rejection, disappointment, fear. A guy asked me a question last Saturday in a leader coaching session. He says, he asked us all, he says, how good are you holding an emotion? Can you hold an emotion? Or do you just have to react? Do you just, do you just kick off? Do you just... Can you hold an emotion? And at that moment, I got a text saying, young Alan had died. In that moment, I was like, hold an emotion. And I was going to be honest, I said, no, no, no. Sometimes I just break all the windies. Sometimes you just want to break every windy. But he taught me a beautiful thing. He says, hold it. And find out where it's sitting. And guaranteed, if you do this, you'll find it sitting somewhere. And in my case, it was my chest and a stabbing pain. And he taught me how to shift that to zero. Because when, when dirt comes and the emotion comes, here's the secret. Hold it. Interpret it. Look for Jesus in the middle. And respond with the opposite emotion every time. Give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Just respond. Somebody gives you hatred, you step into higher love. You just give them the love they don't deserve. That's what grace is. Oh, where's Mavis? Oh, God's took her to heaven. She's vanished. Oh, no, she hasn't. Come on, somebody shout, oh yes, she has. Come on, give me it. Oh no, she's no. But guys, Christians of faith are anointed not to be buried with the emotion, but to hold it, interpret it, see Jesus in the middle of it, and respond with the opposite emotion. That's how miracles take place and a higher love flows. Guys, every one of you in this room have had a negative experience and it's come with its pow, its emotion. We didn't know what to do. But today, I want to invite you to come just take a couple of minutes. If you could hold your hands out, that's fine too. Faith, receive. If no, stick them in your pockets. But could we just stand together? And if it's okay with you, George, could we sing that great song again in a wee minute? But can I ask you guys 
to let the Holy Spirit take you to every piece of dirt. Every pail of dirt has come your way. And can I just invite you with your eyes closed to see the dirt, feel the emotion, and put Jesus in the middle of it. Put, put Jesus in the middle of it. And begin to thank him. Jesus, you never sent me a jail. You sent me a well. You sent me someone to get me off the streets. And as we're doing that, just let him fill you with his love. Fill you with his love. Fill you with his love. Like a river of love and a river of grace and a river of Holy Spirit. And when we sing the grace song, change the word grace to love. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is like a new thing to me. There's a hundred and hundreds of names for God. But this revelation that he's a stalker. <laughs> and, he's, and I never realized he was stalking me in the bad moments as much as the good. And he was stalking me as much before I knew him as when I found him. This is going to freak you out, guys, because you're going to be driving your motors or trying to get to sleep and you'll just, oh no, the stalker showed up. The stalker wants a word with me. The stalker wants me to read the Bible. His love is insane. See, if you don't know Jesus, pray this prayer with me right now. Or if you're away from Jesus, you need that river, that higher love to flow. Pray this prayer. Congregation, help me shout this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I've been on lower love. I've been on low-grade fuel. My sins have destroyed me in this world. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. I forgive every single person that sinned against me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and paying the price for my sins with your blood so I don't have to live under the devil's feet no more. But the devil is going to live under my feet from now on. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. 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 I've been away from you. And I thought you were angry with me. I thought you were messing me up. I thought you were this. But I never realized that whale you sent me was not to imprison me, but was to capture me and captivate me with your love. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or come back to Jesus, just quickly raise your right hand. We want to encourage you very quickly. Very quickly. Just raise your right hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, there's bags at the back for anybody who's made that decision today. But everybody else, let's just take another minute, guys. Hold your hands up, please, if you don't mind. But if you don't want to, it's all right. But just by faith, begin to tell God. Begin to say, God, I'm sorry. I ran away from you. I withdrew from you. Because I thought it was you that sent that dirt. I thought that dirt was to write me off. I thought that dirt was to put me to the side. And I've been running from you, Jesus, because I couldn't handle the dirt. But I ain't going to be one of these that shrink back. I'm never going to shrink back. 
I'm never going to shrink back. So bring on the pails, Lord Jesus. Bring on the dirt, Lord Jesus. Bring on whatever you need to bring on to get my attention and get my surrender and get my passion radically, wildly on fire for you. <laughs> Arrest me, Jesus. Captivate me. Kidnap me. And you have permission, Jesus, to stalk me 24-7 with this river of infatuated love and grace. Come, Holy Spirit. Just take a minute to receive. Just take a minute receive that river of love afresh. All guilt is washing off you. All fear is washing off you. All sickness is beginning to wash off you. Discouragement is washing off you. Invite God to put the fire the absolute blazing fire of love for Jesus back in the depths of your belly and leave this building today thanking Him. That's what the Bible says. You praise Him in the storm. Begin to thank. Every time a bit of dirt comes your way from now on, don't panic. Don't, don't do that. Lift your eyes to Jesus and step up. Step up. Step on that dirt. Step on that rejection. Step on that fear. Step on that depression. Step on that discouragement. Put on, on your feet and step up into the extravagant, wild, captivating love. <laughs> love. 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 I had no idea how to say cheerio to the prisoners. But they taught me. 90% of them wouldn't leave the room till they made sure I gave them a hug. 20 years, guys. 15 years, guys. Seven years, guys. And yet, you and I don't have to live in in this prison under the cosh ever again. So let's just agree Jesus every pale every pale every pale is a pale of love in Jesus name. Could you please do me a favor and give Jesus the wildest wildest clap the wildest clap ever.